Thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to The Daily, and I'm your host, Amy Carlin. As I have been studying the scriptures, I came across some interesting information about how Christ understands us because of his experiences in Gethsemane. First, I read in Luke chapter 22, 39 through 44. And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. I realized that Christ knows exactly what it's like to have a prayer go unanswered. This teaches us that it's okay if our desires don't always align with Heavenly Father's plan for us, as long as we are willing to work on bringing them into alignment. As Christ prayed, Not my will, but thine be done. Just because something isn't right for you doesn't mean that you are wrong for wanting it. That's why we sometimes call these righteous desires. I also noticed that when Christ was in agony, he prayed more earnestly. He didn't turn his back on God because things were hard. He turned toward God. In our moments of trial, we need to emulate the Savior. How can we follow his perfect example when we face difficult times? Will we turn toward or away from our Heavenly Father? My study next brought me to Mosiah 3, 7, which reads, And lo, he shall suffer temptations and pain of body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, even more than man can suffer except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every poor, so great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and the abominations of his people. Here, I thought about how it's easy to wallow and say that no one understands us or that things are too hard or too much for us to handle. But this verse proves that that is all untrue. We are not alone, and we don't have to handle our trials or our weaknesses on our own. The Savior descended below all things and rose above all things. He suffered for wickedness, not righteousness. Aside from unpardonable sins, there is nothing we can do that is beyond the redeeming grace of Jesus Christ. Finally, I read in Doctrine and Covenants, section 19, verses 16 through 19. For behold, I, God, have suffered these things for all, that they might not suffer if they would repent. But if they would not repent, they must suffer even as I, which suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all, to tremble because of pain, and to bleed at every pore, and to suffer both body and spirit, and would that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink. Nevertheless, glory be to the Father, and I partook 
and finished my preparations unto the children of men. Here I learned that the Lord teaches everyone at their own level and with the best approach for their understanding. Sometimes he may speak gently, and sometimes he is sharp. This is because he knows what different people are more likely to respond to at this moment in their lives. Sometimes we need to be led and invited, but sometimes we need to be intimidated into repentance. We need to be reminded of what's at stake. That said, we need to stop worrying about what we might lose and start thinking instead of what we can gain when we choose to follow Christ. He already paid the price for each of our sins, each of our sorrows, and each of our pains. Our part is to accept it. Even if we choose not to repent, He still has paid the price. So why not make the choice to repent and accept what He's done? Sometimes we think that we need to suffer. We want to hold on to our pain for some reason or another, but we don't need to. Instead, we need to let go in order to be free. Stress can sometimes seem validating, and sometimes stress or sorrow will be our companion for a while. But we must not allow it to move in and become part of our identities. We need to give it away. Thank you again for listening today. The Daily is brought to you by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 